Today's show is made possible by your friends, Ron and Don, licensed realtors with Windermere Midtown. I don't think we could have gotten this house without Ron and Don. When you're ready to sit down and strategize about your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Thanks for listening to The Ron and Don Show. I'm G-Force O'Neill, the real brains of this operation. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's The Ron and Don Show, episode number 131. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. We are social distancing, and boy, is it a picture-perfect day in the great Pacific Northwest. Uh, coming up in The Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about Banksy. Who's Banksy? Uh, a very famous street artist that uh, no one knows his true identity. He won an Academy Award for a movie uh, a few years ago called Exit Through the Gift Shop. A brilliant uh, commentator on society in general. And this is an amazing thing that just happened in London. Alright, so we're going to talk about Banksy because he has reappeared. And a lot of times he'll paint things and then they're worth a lot of money after he paints them, right? So we're going to get in that story. Also, Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, African-American airmen. These were the airmen that escorted uh, big cargo planes during World War II. The amazing thing about the Tuskegee Airmen that I love is they never, and no one else can say this, these were all black pilots, they never lost a plane that they were escorting during World War II. Not one plane. As a hero's welcome, they weren't allowed to eat in diners in America when they got back home. Yeah, And, and the reason we have the Tuskegee Airmen, but you don't hear much about them, is initially during World War II, when we saw this out uh, at, at our local forts here. And we should probably say they're in the news today because uh, it's connected to the NFL, and it's a very big story. We're going to get yeah, to that. You know what? Let's come back to that story, yeah. and then we'll talk about World War II. Before we get to that, let's get to this. You know, this is a very big day for me. A very big day. And I haven't, I haven't told you this. Why is this a big day? Uh, this is the day I'm supposed to meet my new girlfriend. Oh. My new fiance. Wow. Congratulations. And, and we're supposed to get married this weekend. So wow. I'm very, very excited. I don't even have a su- my suit pressed. Very excited about now, this. What is going on? Well, I shared some pictures with you a couple weeks ago. Do you remember? I, of course I remember. I, I've been online, and I said, you know what? I'm going to try, in the age of COVID, I'm going to try some online dating. Of course. And you can't really connect with people here locally anyway. And I'm like, why not? Why not talk with some people around the world, but people that are maybe lonely, like I've been, and maybe they have some Northwest connections. So anyway, I met this girl named uh, Francesca. Ooh, that's a lovely name. 32 years old, and guess what? She She's a nurse, and she is a beautiful nurse. She's a nurse in the United States Army, and mm. yeah. She's so, so actually, this is ticking all the boxes for you. Well, I... I I'm just, I'm so happy today. Uh, she's actually stationed out of JBLM. Right. Uh, she has been over in Afghanistan and also in Iraq and some other places that she can't tell me exactly. H- how much money has she asked for? So uh, <laughs> she's been sending me lots of pictures. Of course. We've been looking at pictures uh, back and forth. And then I was worried because you told me, you said, you know, I think you're being catfish. What, what, for those that don't know what a catfish is, what's a, what, what, what's a catfish? A how do you explain it? A catfish is just someone that, uh, well, there's two different types. Now there's bots which is uh, 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 an application that will make a fake profile and just grab pictures off the internet and then there's not an actual human being there it's just someone it's it's if you're with a bot it's very easy to see because you can just it'll respond with the same answers over and over again if you ask a question Uh but you do get a response and then there's a catfish which is someone that steals 
someone else's photos, creates a new profile, and pretends to be that other person. Yeah. So you told me maybe you're being catfish. This doesn't sound right. And I'm like, no, no, no. Look at these pictures. I've been carrying a picture of her around in my wallet. I've been out shopping for rings. Because this is 1953. I've been so, so excited to meet her. And then I'm, I'm like, you know what? I want Ron to be the best man at my wedding. And last time I got married, I was 33 years old, you guys. I'm 53 now. It's 20 years later. I've done a lot of inner work. I have a lot of inner peace. I'm I'm different than I was uh, 20 years ago. And I feel like I'm really ready now uh, to settle and down if and this, have a relationship with a 32-year-old. If this new marriage makes it to August, you'll break your the record for being married. Thanks. Anyway. This is she's com- she's coming home and uh, she's retiring from the army and, and she's actually gonna come live with me. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing because I was wondering, uh, I was wondering where her possessions were and if I could go get her possessions for her down at JBLM. She said I couldn't, but what she wanted is she actually wanted me to send her uh, a new watch, hmm. and she wanted me to send her a new watch last week. And I'm like, hey. I'm going to send a new watch to Iraq. How are you even going to get that? And she said that the mail goes real fast. So it, Yeah, especially in the theater, She of wanted a new watch Overnight. to wear back on the plane when she was coming to see me. And then she told me this other thing that's really incredible. There is... Shh, her mother... And this makes me sad. Her mother recently passed away. Oh, that is sad. Yeah. But she left... Four million dollars in diamonds behind. Wow, that's a lot of diamonds. The diamonds are currently in Great Britain. Okay, so she's in JBLM. She's stationed in Afghanistan. Yeah, and her mother has a diamond fortune. Her mother has a diamond fortune out of Great Britain, and she left this for her daughter. And her daughter would like to share the diamond fortune with me since I'm going to be her new husband. Right. And seems totally legit so far. Yeah. So so anyway, and then we start working this out. She's going to keep seventy percent of the diamond fortune. Mm. I'm going to get thirty percent of the diamond fortune just as her new husband. Just, right. just for showing up and saying, hey, I love you. And the good thing is I don't really have to even go out and buy a ring because I own 30% of a diamond fortune. Just pick out the best one. I got all kinds of rings. I got rings coming out of my ass. So there, hey. there's, there, there, are, there are rings everywhere. Do you want a ring? Sure. I got a not? ring for you. I'm the Oprah of rings over here. I just don't want the one that came out. You get a ring. You get a ring. You get a ring. You get a, everybody's going to get What's a ring. The, what is she? How, how do you get these diamonds? Well, here's the problem. Uh, she, she She's... Before her mother died, and it's a long story, and I can't I'm go sure into it. I'm sure it is. Uh, her mother was very sick. She spent all her money taking care of her mom in hospice. Uh. So uh, the diamond fortune, there's, there's, there's some back pay for the storage. And I don't know if you know this or not. Store diamonds in Great Britain, it's like $53,000. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So someone has to come up with the $53,000. And then what we're going to do is we're going to send that to Great Britain. They're going to send the diamonds over here. She's going to be here. We're going to get a ring made for her. I'm going to marry her. We'll be happily uh, ever after. And if we're not happily ever after, that's okay. Because I still have a diamond fortune. And I can make another ring and ask somebody else to marry me. Yeah, so, I don't see any problems with that. I think you should go full yeah. steam ahead. So anyway, I was very excited about this. And then and then uh, a while ago, I was showing you some of these pictures. Right. And I said, have you ever done a reverse Google image search? Yeah. And, and before I did that, you said, you know what you should do? Why don't you test her and ask her to write your name on something professing your love? 
And you know what I'm going to do in the newsletter, the Ron and Don newsletter this week? I'm going to provide that picture. Mm. It's a picture of Francesca. She is sitting in a Hummer, and she just looks like she's out doing Hummer stuff. Uh, sure. nurse, that sounded wrong. Uh, nurse stuff. Right. So... <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> but we don't edit on the Ron and Don show, so we're going to keep going. <laughs> Hummer so, stuff. So what did you ask her? Just send me a picture. I said, can you send me a picture and just profess your love for me, and I'll do it for you. So I just wrote, hey, I love you, Francesca, and then I sent her. And then she, she sent the same. I showed you. Right. She sent back the same. It was like, and there was a, a, a there was an arrow and a bow and a and a heart, and it was like, I love you, Don. And mm-hmm. then it was like, of course I'm real. And I'm like, this is amazing. Have you me. done a FaceTime video chat Zoom call? I asked her about this because you said, well, what you should do is you should get her on a video call. She told me because of all the incoming insurgents that they don't like to uh, do video calls because the incoming the the insurgents can figure out where you're at and then and then they can take you out. Ah. She's my new wife. I don't want her taken out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm so I'm you, you never act you have, have you spoken on the phone with her. You know we never have, but again, they could triangulate and then and but then they, we, she can she can text you pictures yeah. and they can't triangulate off of that. Yeah, so I've been out shopping for a watch, going to get that sent. I finally got the $53,000. I got a big tax uh, uh check back. Well, I did a little research on the image that you provided. <laughs> yeah, you did. What did you I find did. out? <laughs> well, this particular Francesca's her name? Yeah, Francesca, the United States Army. She is on just about every dating site that there is in the world. You're kidding me. No, under different names, which is funny. Huh. In different profiles, in different jobs. This is heartbreaking. And uh, yeah, so like Muslim dating online, and uh, there are all these niche niche sites. She's cheating on me. Is this what you're telling me? No, I'm telling you that... Uh, Maybe that's easier for you to swallow. Yes, she's cheating on you. I, I, I have to I have to tell you, when when this person, whoever it was, and I, I met him, I think it was on Bumble, I I I bought in I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, and then we'll just kind of do the I I kind of bought into it. For how long? For co- kind of a couple weeks. Yeah, no, if they're a good my catfisher. Heart, my, my heart was was like pitter patter. I did this I remember I I got the original catfish years ago when you and I worked for the Raiders. Yeah. And like the Kansas City chefs were in town, oh. and um, one of uh, I got messaged online from a Kansas City chief cheerleader and said, "Oh, I met you on the sidelines, da da da." And we had met cheerleaders on the sidelines. Yeah, we did. and I was like, "Oh my god, like this is that'd be amazing!" And so, yeah. uh, and it was a total catfish job. But it, it took me a couple of weeks to unwind the whole thing. What did they want though? I don't even remember because it's been so many years ago. But this okay. is pretty common. If you ever feel like this is a real thing. Uh, if you're getting catfished, if they refuse to talk on the phone, refuse to do a video call, yeah. uh, and then if they do send you a picture, you can go, just go to your Google machine, type in reverse image search, Reverse image. you search. upload that picture, okay. and if it's been used a lot, they'll just pop up. It'll it be will. a bunch of different, in social media accounts, dating profiles, and uh, you can just, it'll, it came up to hundreds of times this photo's yeah. been used. So, so, so anyway, it seems like, because they they started, she started asking me, "What's your address?" And it's I'm sure it's a she. What's your phone number? Uh, asking really personal questions. Wanted my social media. 
So what do you think they do? Are they are they fishing for lots of information so they can go out and steal your identity? Or what do you think is happening here? There's probably a bunch of scams. You could open a credit card in your name and get it sent to a different address. Uh, you could try to buy something online. I mean, most li- it's, it's all around. If you could just send the money for the diamonds, that's amazing this went on this went on for months though i bet i bet this has been going on for at least two months yeah and it took me a well it's it's probably a a team of people really one person like there's a room somewhere in the world probably in russia or or whatever that just has that's their job you go in for eight hours a day and you work all these clients you might be right because the the she'd been hitting she wanted me to send the watch to her a series five for a long time and, and as soon as I found out that she had three different birthdays, and she would call me babe and handsome, I love being called handsome. I right. just do. Like when a woman calls me handsome, I just melt by that. I just, I do, do you melt with handsome? Do you, is, there, um, is there a word that melts you? Handsome melts me. Yeah. What? No, I get it. Goo 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 goo. All right, I get, we got. No, it. what is it? No, no, I don't have a specific word. You, I don't have a specific you know, word. You know, you know what? You know what the rules are, Upshaw. There's no no on the run. Of, you can't say no. Is is what is a word that a woman has called you before in your past and, um, and you really liked it? Snookums. No, I mean probably. I mean handsome is a good one, but you know all those standard ones are fine. I don't know if it melts me though. It's like it's endearing handsome if you melts. meet them. Handsome. Melts. If you meet it, like just on the on the text. Yeah. Hey boo. <laughs> no, just kidding. Boo. Do you like boo? Bo. I boo? don't know. I like babe. I like babe, but when I hear people call each other babe, ah, I hate it. it. Bothers me. But like in a private moment, I like that. So. All right, handsome. Good so, any, so anyway, just so people know, uh, are you? I'm back on the market. Okay, great. Congratulations, <laughs> this beautiful and I, nurse. And I still have fifty three thousand dollars that I had put together. And but you're low on diamonds right now. I am very low on diamonds yeah. right now. So if you're looking to get married, uh Maybe we'll have to do a diamond heist together. So, hey, coming up on the Ron and Don show, the Tuskegee Airmen are back in the news because of an NFL team. And we can't wait to tell you that story. And also, Banksy, uh, that guy, is it a guy? Is it a girl? Is it a bunch of people? A spray paint artist who sprays stuff and, and it's instantly worth millions of dollars? Something he just spray painted just got erased, and we'll tell you why. It's the Ron and Don Show, episode 131, you guys, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, you guys, we just want to thank Les Schwab for being a great sponsor of the Ron and Don Show and summer driving. It is here, and more people are driving right now than are flying, especially across the great state of Washington. It's why you should stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center before you hit the road. Well, and the one thing is, how do you know when you need new tires? The pros at Les Schwab, they say the signs include uneven tire wear. Get out and look at the tires. A decline in handling, poor gas mileage, vibration. Your tires lose air faster than they should, or you have reduced braking responses. If that sounds like you, go in and get some new tires. Right now, you can save $110 on a set of four select tires, a limited time offer while supplies last. The amount you save will depend on the size and type of tire you buy. Yeah. Don't forget, you can also get a pre-trip safety check, and they're going to let you know if you need new tires. So all you have to do is stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. It's a $60 value. They're going to check everything. Your alignment, your front-end components, your shocks, your struts, your battery, your brakes, all that stuff, guys, before you hit the road. Just go to LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab, doing the right thing. You know it matters. 
We lived in Redmond, and the kids went to school there. We loved it. We loved it. So we were super worried about leaving, but I, it just had to happen. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house, and they could tell that I was like super excited and ready to go and frenzied and breathless, and they could tell right away that Juan Carlos was like measured and careful. They came super prepared, and they came more in learning mode right and what was important to each of us i want to look at the data and the details i don't uh, for me it's a big investment and i don't want to rush into things and they were quick to see that even though i never told them uh, and i really appreciated that this house popped up as soon as we saw it ron and don were here <laughs> the market was super hot right then and so there were a lot of people clamoring for it we were just such beginners that we didn't know that we would be able to compete in that kind of a field we got so lucky i don't think we could have gotten this house without ron and don you're listening to my dad's podcast it's the ron and don show only on ron and don radio.com all right you guys welcome back to ron and don show episode number 131 we we have to admit when it comes to black lives matter uh this movement has moved and it's not turning around uh we are moving forward um this is extraordinary Ron and I used to work for two NFL teams, the Oakland Raiders, the Dallas Cowboys. And so we've gotten to know and interview some of the players and also some of the owners over the years. There's an owner by the name of Daniel Snyder that owns the Washington Redskins. And for years now, for years, there have been people in the Native American community, the African American community, black and brown community, even the white community. There have been people that have stepped forward and said, hey, the Washington Redskins. We got a problem with that. Let's look at the history of that. And maybe it's time to change the name. Well, Daniel Snyder wouldn't do it. And one of the reasons he wouldn't do it is it's his money. He didn't want to push it around. And a lot of these guys are billionaires, multi-billionaires. And they don't like Joe Q's citizen or fan telling them what to do. And the other thing is, when it comes to the Washington Redskins, their gear that they sell online... Uh, they're always in the top five. Raiders are always in the top five. Dallas Cowboys are always in the top five. Washington Redskins are in the top five. So the thought is, if we give up on this iconic brand, this iconic branding that we have in Washington, D.C., we're going to lose a lot of money. Well, I'll tell you what happened with the Black Lives Matter movement. People, organizations have really started looking around. FedEx looked at this because the Washington Redskins, as they currently were called, they play at FedEx Stadium. FedEx started getting a lot of pressure uh, from some of their vendors and fans. And just so if people don't follow sports, that means FedEx pays millions of dollars a year uh, so that when anytime there's a game on, they say live from FedEx Field, yeah. uh, here's the NFL game, all the print materials, all the signage, all the broadcasting rights. Every time that stadium is mentioned, it's FedEx Field. Yeah. And so they contacted Daniel Snyder. He wasn't interested in changing the name. And then there are 80 other businesses that are associated with the Washington team. And they said, you know what? We think we're done. And FedEx said, we're done too. You change the name and you change it immediately. Well, what Daniel Snyder said is we'll put together a task force. We'll put together a blue ribbon panel. We'll investigate this. We'll have conversations. And FedEx and these 80 other businesses said, well, you know what? Goodbye. And they're like, well, we don't have another name. Goodbye. 
money talks when big business walks. And in the last 48 hours, the Washington Redskins have announced they are no longer the Washington Redskins. They are the Washington Redtails. Well, they haven't decided on the new name yet. Uh, they've thrown out a bunch of ideas like they always do with this. Just just for a little bit of context, because I think it's interesting because you bring up the Washington, D.C. team. Their NBA team for uh, from its inception was called the Washington Bullets. Uh, Washington, D.C., back in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s, had the, one of the highest per capita murder uh, rates in America. And they said, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be called the bullets. Hmm. That, know, is, uh, that is not really a great name. And so they changed the name to the Washington Wizards. I don't really like the name Wizards, but they changed the Wizards. The Wizards are still around. The Wizards uh, made the playoffs, I think, a year ago. The Wizards are worth probably a billion dollars. So it didn't destroy the franchise. They changed the name. Mm-hmm. This has happened uh, many, many times in professional sports. So the Red Tails was the nickname of the Tuskegee Airmen that Don talked about a little bit in the first segment. We don't need to do the whole reset. So let's talk about the football thing, and then you can talk about World War II. So they, here's my biggest thing. First off, Daniel Snyder not only can't claim that he was unaware, because as you mentioned, he's been told this for 10 years at least. He was extremely obtuse, extremely arrogant, extremely privileged, extremely condescending all these years. And at one point, he looked at the Washington media and he said, we are never changing this name. Put that in all caps. It's never going to change. And part of it, it could be merchandising. Part of it is this guy's just an an arrogant jerk. Hmm. And he's like, he went out and hired some Native American guy to say, hey, we need you to write this letter and do this press conference that this is really, uh, that you take this as a term of endearment and that you're honored by the fact. And, And so he came out and he did this dog and pony show. Meanwhile, every other tribe in the area, every other tribe in America was like, no. Redskins is derogatory. Here's the history of the word. It's tantamount to the N-word uh, for black people. Redskins is derogatory. And back in the day, they would say savages and redskins. That was the language that was used around like the time of Custer. And, and so Daniel Snyder, I don't think, should just be given any sort of a humanitarian award for coming to terms with this. In fact, I think part of this deal should be to hit him in the pocketbook. You need to not only change the name, let's look how much money you made of a caricature uh, drawing of a Native American with red skin. Mm. Hundreds of millions of dollars? Was it a billion dollars? Let's go through your receipts of the licensed gear, and you need to make either some sort of percentage or match to Native American peoples and let them spend that money. You've been banking money off of this uh, derogatory image and name for a long time. Let's hit him in the pocketbook. It's not enough to say we're finally changed the name, in my opinion. Now, the second part, Red Tails. I have come to believe, and I used to poo-poo this and sort of wave it off. I don't think you should name a, a sports team after a human being. I just don't. If you want to name stuff after animals, that's fine. Mythical creatures, that's fine. The wizards doesn't really exist, that's fine. But when you start picking out human beings and going, this other human being, we're going to objectify this group and they're going to be our mascot. I think we're beyond that in, in culture. I don't think you should name a franchise 
after human beings. Syracuse orange men. Right. right. Or now they're just the orange. They dropped them in. Or the Texas Tech uh or the Utah you you have the running rebels, which right. is a tip of the hat to the Confederate soldiers that were the running rebels. We see a it was lot UNLV. We see a lot of rebel teams in the South and they've taken the running away and they just sneak in the word rebel, but we know we know that connection. When you look at the Cleveland Indians, right? They've been, you know, their chief Wahoo logo is patently racist. Yeah. I don't hear conversations, though, happening. I, I, hear, I heard the Washington Redskins. I don't hear people talking about the Cleveland it, Indians. I think right it's now. easier to make a case for the word Indian not being racist. The logo's racist. And so they removed it off of their hat, one of their hats. Now they have a C on the hat instead of the Chief Wahoo logo. Again, I, I think they should not be called the Indians anymore, but I think it's less racist than Redskins. So let me ask you this. Should Seattle be called Seattle, Chief Seattle? Should we be Seattle? Um, I mean, you could, make a case, you could make a case for it to not be. I mean, I think it is. Is that racist to call Seattle Seattle after Chief Seattle? Well, I, the, the, native, the things that I've learned on, I went on a Seattle Underground tour one time. It was offensive to the Chief at the time. Oh, it was. So I guess saying the name in, in that culture and when you were a chief and you died invoking your name after their death was considered uh to ra- like poke that spirit to uh you know sort of aggravate the spirit in the spirit world so they they're they're in their culture you're not supposed to say the name mm-hmm. of, a, of a dead elder statesman so it was offensive to them at the time we're like yeah we don't care so we just went on with that so you could make that case but f- for this daniel snyder's no hero Daniel Snyder should be uh, compelled, in my opinion, to put his money where his mouth is and do something of stature for the people that he, you know, basically used for profit all these years and the image that they use for profit. And then I I also think, don't pick another. Now you're going to pick a group of black soldiers? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and if you don't know Ski Airman... Uh, what happened during World War II is many pilots were killed, not only in war, but they were killed trying to fly things like the B-29. They'd make, they'd make a B-29 an hour. They were unsafe planes because they were cranking them out oh, so they fast. They were so hard to fly. And so you have these young kids that would join the military, and they would go fly a couple times, just like they'd jump out of a plane a couple times, and now you're a paratrooper. Same thing with flying these planes. There are over 54,000 planes that crashed on the way to the theater before they even got there. 54,000 crashes. Uh, and in some places, there were more pilots and crew members that died when their planes would crash than would die at war. And, and then they would send out search planes to fly, fly those planes. And there's story after story of three and four planes going down looking for the other planes that crash because they would go out to see if these service members I think lit. there's seven red tails left that are still alive. They're all in their 90s. Yeah. Uh, some of them said, yeah, it would be, it, maybe it's a teaching moment if this NFL team chooses our name. Other people are like, well, at least half of the people in that stadium are going to hate us, so I don't want that. Hmm. Uh, but I think Washington, D.C. team can do better. You can be Washington Monuments. 
be the Washington Nationals is a baseball team. Washington Senators was a team there. Uh, the Washington Wizards was there. You know, you, there there are plenty of names. They they threw out the Hogs if you remember back in the day when Joe Bugle was the offensive line coach and they won multiple Super Bowls. Uh, they were affectionately uh, called the offensive line the Washington Hogs. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, there's a lot of teams out there or a lot of names. I, I don't think Tuskegee Airmen uh, should be invoked as a logo. Yeah, and and the reason they are so beloved. And we'll just finish with this. When they started running out of white pilots, they're like, and you, you saw this in Germany too. When they started running out of soldiers, they started sending out old men and kids. And in our case, in fact, Fort Lawton here, we had a lot of African-Americans. Over a million soldiers went through Fort Lawton, which is Discovery Park now. Almost all African-American, almost all of them were sent to build the road from here to Alaska. Because they said, you know what? You can work with a shovel, but you can't drive a Sherman tank. You're not smart enough. And you can't fly an airplane. You're not smart enough. When they started running out of pilots, we found out that they were plenty smart. They were incredible in battle, incredible valor. And again, the Tuskegee Airmen never lost a plane that they escorted. Some of them certainly died, and their planes crashed or shot down, but they never lost a plane. You talk about men that put it out on the line. The Red Tills were really something special. We come back. Speaking of something special, his name is Banksy, and some of the art, in fact, that I saw down at the chop, no matter what you think about what was happening in downtown Seattle, some of the art that we saw there was extraordinary, you guys extraordinary and uh, Banksy is one of these great outdoor artists and he just painted something and it just got destroyed and you're not going to believe what it was probably worth who destroyed it and why they destroyed it let's talk about it next it's the Ron and Don show only on the Ron and Don radio network Ron and Don from radio to real estate when you're ready to grab a cup of coffee and sit down with the guys, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, let's finish up episode 131 of the Ron and Don Show live from the Les Schwab Studios. And don't forget, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. Really busy right now, you guys. Just really busy. The Ron and Don Sit Down. And congratulations to Devin and Emily. That yeah. We just got into mutual acceptance. Uh, probably the greatest view I have ever seen in my life. They moved up here from Texas. Uh, we connected and we walked in this house, went up on the rooftop deck. It was a beautiful day. And you can go from the Space Needle all the way over to Lake Union. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is the one. And so it's it's been really fun to watch them go through this process. Yeah, and our friend Sarah, uh, we met her a couple months ago on a run and done sit down. She lives in California, used to live in Ballard. And she said, hey, it's time to let my beautiful home go. And we said, you know what? Just hand us the keys. We'll take care of it. And we put a yard arm out today, and I think there's already six appointments to see it. It's only been up for a couple hours. Yeah, so we'll put that up on our social so you can check it out. Yeah, and uh, we have some other cool stuff coming up, too. If you're ready for Ron and Don Sit Down, all you have to do is go to ronanddon.com. In fact, we have a brand new sit down. What what is the the website? The brand new sit down. Ronanddonsitdown.com. It's almost launched. Like it, right now, it's not new yet, but it will be new in, in hopefully less than a week. By the time you hear it, yeah. All right, Banksy. Who is this? What's going on? So Banksy's a famous street artist, uh, and his claim to fame is that no one knows his true identity. He he makes art pieces mostly in the UK. He's come over to New York a couple times and done these things, and. Um, it's they're very famous you can go to a, a google search there's a, probably his most famous ones there's a a picture of uh, a young lady holding um 
or how does this there's a soldier with flowers coming out of the barrel there he has these caricatures of rats that he uses a lot and they typically spray paints them all over very famous stuff he's done a, a, a mock amusement park he's done all sorts of big installations but and and graffiti art everywhere and so he's built up this reputation and people wanted to collect Banksy so he started making other art and made it to auction houses and he's lampooning the entire art world uh, there's a movie called Exit Through the Gift Shop that won an Academy Award a couple of years ago. And it's phenomenal. Watch that movie. Uh, you don't know if it's a real documentary, if it's fake, if it's actually Banksy, if it's not Banksy. He uh, never reveals anything. It's it's a fascinating movie. It's Exit Through the Gift Shop. Exit Through the Gift Shop. I'll watch it. Yeah. So the, he made news. The last time he made news, he painted a piece. It was in this frame. They were auctioning it at Christie's, I believe. It got some unbelievable amount, like $500,000 for this artwork. It might have been more than that. I don't remember off the top of my head. Hmm. As the gavel came down and it said sold, Banksy um, was watching this live. He may have been in the room. They don't know if he's in the room or if it was live. Someone had a cell phone. And the painting itself, uh, inside the frame, a document shredder was embedded in the frame. Yeah. And when he hit the cell phone button, uh, the painting moved down and it shredded itself <laughs> after it was, uh, you know, gotten hundreds of thousands of dollars. They, the guy that bought it still bought it. <laughs> and he said, it's probably worth more now. Yeah. Shredded, sticking out the bottom of the frame than it was when I bought it. Right. And so he does a lot of stunts like that. So his latest one, he went on to and he posted this on his Instagram he was dressed up in like a hazmat suit mask so you don't it may not have even been Banksy mm -hmm. but he it was on his Instagram account so in a guy with the, the fluorescent vest on full hazmat walks onto a subway in London clears the car and then he takes out the stencil paints a rat and then he paints uh, a, ma a blue mask on the rat and he paints these like as if uh, spray sneeze sprays and stuff were going all over the car to just sort of say hey this is how the virus would spread coronavirus mm. so these rats are around the car um, and then he painted on one side when the doors open up you know you can see through the car mm. on the one wall when the doors open up it says I get knocked down in sort of this blue spray paint splatter thing and when the outside doors close it said but i get up again mm. from the old uh, chub uh, tub thumping song chubba and then he, he painted banksy on the wall in this really drippy like virus type of fluid mm. and um then he posted that so immediately and i can't believe they did this the london tube went out and cleaned it because of their <laughs> anti-graffiti policy. <laughs> if they would have just pulled the car out of commission, they could have auctioned the entire car mm. for probably seven figures. Yeah. Easily. You could have taken that car. A museum would have wanted it. Mm. An art collector would have wanted it. If a painting itself that got shredded was worth a half a million pounds, this thing easily a million pounds. Mm. But they just, the guy came out with his bucket and then spray and he cleaned it all up. And maybe that was Banksy too. Maybe yeah. maybe it's Who Banksy knows? that came out and cleaned up his. I don't know. Yeah. So my understanding is they've invited him to come back, and he they said, that's not and how they, he operates. And they've given him an area where he will yeah, be thank allowed. You. Thanks to paint his graffiti. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. not going to happen. That's uh, so dumb. I love it. How do, how do we not know? And I know we got to go. How do we not know who he is? How do we not know? Watch Exit Through the Gift Shop. I know you're not a movie guy. 
This is a kind of a documentary, and it's okay. a send-up on, on culture itself. Okay. Watch it, and My then we, we can have that talk. All right. Hey, we got to get out of here. He's Ron. I'm Don. Don't forget, if you want to do a Ron and Don sit-down, it's a virtual sit-down. We'd love to sit down with you. All you got to do is go to ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, it's summer in Seattle. There's a lot going on, but there's a lot of beautiful things to see outside. Just get outside. Just get outside and find some people you love and care about. And even if you have to socially distance right now, that's okay. And let's not get in an argument about wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. Let's just see if we can stamp this thing out, tamp this thing out. So our kids at some point can go back to school and we can go back to work and be around the people that we love and care about. Okay? Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Giving us great lives. We appreciate that. Thanks for supporting Les Schwab. Thanks to Les Schwab for supporting us because we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. Episode 1. 31 is done. All right. Keep your head up, shoulders back. See you next time. Because episode 132, it's right around the corner. We'll talk to you real soon, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.